Dreaming of a better sleep? Tossing and turning is not your destiny. And Ollie is here to help. Ollie invites you to sink into sweet, sweet slumber to improve your mental and physical health and overall wellness. More than just melatonin, Ollie's ingredients help you unwind your mind for a delightfully dreamy drift off. Sleep is on the way at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. Good morning, I'm Anna Palmer. And I'm Jake Sherman. And welcome to the Daily Punch. Right to my punchable news. It's Thursday, July 14th, 2022. Let's get into the mix. Here are your Washington headlines of the day. Number one, Dems' new strategy on Yusika. Number two, what reconciliation might actually look like. And number three, Speaker Nancy Pelosi's big fundraising haul. All right, Jake, let's get into it. The top story of the morning, there's been a lot of talk about what Yusika could look like, what it might happen, this pressure to get it done before the end of the month. What say you? Yeah. Um, so, like, let's just be clear here. I mean, um, despite uh, Congress's best efforts, or actually worst efforts, to be honest with you, because the Senate passed USICA a year, more than a year ago now. Um, we're sitting here on July 14th, 2022. The Senate passed it, I believe, in June of 2021. I'm going to look that up while we're on the podcast here. But the Senate. It's good. We, we fact check as we go, folks. The Senate passed it on June 8th. 2021 with 68 votes. Uh, it's a big number for the United States Senate. So um, the House did not ever take it up. They passed several different companion bills, um, which uh, uh, are were going nowhere in the Senate. They went to um, they went to conference. The conference is the, the conference negotiation, as you and as we've reported for weeks now, kind of had been going nowhere. So we've been reporting for the last couple of weeks um, that there were basically two options, three options here. Um, uh, number one, get a deal in conference. Uh, doesn't look like it's going to happen. There's like hundreds of issues that are undone. You could blame Democrats, blame Republicans for this, and they probably deserve some blame. Um, the other option is to, um, for the house to pass the Senate bill that ain't happening. The, 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 the house has, um, uh, been very territorial on this as it, as it tends to be. Number three option is just pass $50 billion, $52 billion in money to the semiconductor industry. These, in these, these semiconductor um, uh, companies uh, are trying to make investments in, um, in, in, in plants to, to make semiconductors in the U.S. If the government, if the U.S. government doesn't pony up or give some sort of plan, um, they're going to make these things elsewhere. Uh, they're already making them in in, in Taiwan. They're going to make them in Germany and France and all these European countries that are interested in uh, in having um, uh, semiconductor manufacturers there. So the fifty two billion dollars seems like the easiest option. Top Democrats are rallying around this, um, and uh, uh, Se uh, Commerce Secretary Gina Raimondo was on the Hill yesterday and indicated that she would be for this. It's the easiest option. I mean, just cutting a check for 52 bill is not is not um, 
it, it's not complicated. It's probably like a couple pages. So well, okay, I don't know. but wait. I mean, that's like yeah, the path path of least resistance. I get it. It seems as though it's the way to go, considering the time frame. But not everybody's for this, right? Senator Todd Young, Republican from Indiana, who's been pushing on Ustika for months now is against a chips-only package. Um, you know, I mean, I think the question yeah, is... Yeah, because be, you know why does Bernie be... Sanders do? He's been... We've been writing for weeks now, if not months, that he doesn't want to do basically a bailout to the semiconductor industry. Yeah, I mean, like, Bernie... We mentioned him in the newsletter. He, the point, the theory among top Democrats is it doesn't really matter because he voted against Yusika. He's not going to vote for this. But... Um, it does face some. Um, it does face some resistance because uh, Todd Young is against it. Um, but I, I, I think they can get sixty for this. I mean, I talked to John Cornyn a couple of days ago about this. He indicated he'd be for it. Um, McConnell's threat, which kind of kills Yusika, to be honest with you, was if you pursue, if you pursue, you see, if you pursue reconciliation, you're not getting Yusika. Um, so. You know, yeah, I mean, listen, the big problem here is like the timing, right? I mean, it's July 14th. We got like 16 days left in the month or something like that. Um, so they have a lot of stuff they want to do in the next 16 days. Um, and, uh, you know, this is this is how this is what it's going to look like. This is going to be a, a big rush over the next couple of days. Remember, Chuck Schumer's in New York in Brooklyn with COVID. So uh, I'm sure he's going crazy in Brooklyn without not being here. Um, but uh, anyway, that's that's kind of where it stands. I imagine this is going to get done in some way, shape, or form. I don't think Congress is going to leave town without this getting done. All right, let's find the number two story of the morning. What reconciliation might actually look like. Uh, yesterday, Senator Joe Manchin appeared even more skeptical than ever about a roughly $1 trillion reconciliation package following Wednesday's horrible inflation report, which showed that prices for goods and services are more than 9% higher than last year. This is the worst inflation rate since the early 1980s and comes as another blow to President Joe Biden and the Democrats. So I think the big question here is, Given the, the that as the backdrop to this negotiation that's been going on now for again very similar to Yusika in some ways months and months and months, uh, the question is really what can Mansion and Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer kind of come together on to avo- to reach a deal and avoid another just you know kind of <laughs> coming up empty-handed I guess if nothing else. Yeah. So. I've always thought this was like the most logical thing. Like the, you kind of have to work within the art of the possible here, which is, I understand they want to raise taxes. I understand they want to do a bunch of spending. I get that. That's, that's that is um, that is obvious. Um, and they've been trying to do that for for like a year, and they've not been able to. So what is the lowest common denominator? ACA subsidies, Medicare uh, negotiating on drug prices, like. At some point soon, they're just going to have to, they're going to have to just, they're just going to have to go to that and they're going to have to um, take it and pass it. Um, We talked to, uh, you know, Brez got really, he he really uh, 
pushed we went deep us on this one. <laughs> yeah, 20. We talked to 20 senators or something like that yesterday to see what they thought uh, about this. Uh, and it was an interesting range of responses. I mean, even the most liberal, progressive senators kind of said, you know, you got to you got to um, uh, you got to work with what you have and whatever gets 50 votes is what we're going to do. So I was I was uh, I, you know, listen, on the other hand, and I should, I'm going to, we're going to say this in the newsletter, but like the problem is the Democratic leadership feels with Manchin that they have a really tough time pinning him down. And I get that having spoken to him for a long time. Um, uh, uh, they just don't know where he is until the end of it, until the last minute. So you just kind of keep, as one uh, senior leadership person said to me yesterday, you just kind of have to keep plowing ahead until you, you get him to say yes to a big pack, to some sort of package. But, um, you know, again, politics is the art of the possible. Um, and as and we, this been... is something they could run on. I mean, at sure. the end of the day, Jake. I mean, you know, are, are they going to run on raising taxes for people? No, I don't care if they're wealthy people or not. Like this is something Democrats. You look at inflation. You look at all of the headwinds that go into this midterm election. Doing a a, a, a health care package is something that would be pretty popular. Yeah, and and um, the other thing I would say is that it would put Republicans in a tough spot. Like if you're a, a moderate Republican and there's a bill to extend ACA subsidies and to um, uh, allow Medicare to, neg to negotiate on drug prices, like that's a tough vote for a Republican if it doesn't include a ton of new spending or whatever. Um, so you know, I think that's a uh, uh, that it's just a tough. It'll be a tough vote, and I think it would it would absolutely be something they could run on. Shipping can make or break a sale, so optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code POD. That's ShipStation.com with the code POD. All right, let's move on to the number three story of the morning. Speaker Nancy Pelosi, California from Democrat. You might have heard of her before. She raised Jake a whopping $41.8 million for House Democrats in the second quarter of this year. Another chapter in the California Democrats' effort to keep the party flush with cash. That's just an insane amount of money. Uh, that's, all, yeah. that's all I got. <laughs> it is a lot of dough. Um, it is certainly a lot of dough. You know, listen, and, and we should combine these two these two thoughts here. Um, the, the the reality is the outside groups are are taking a much more active role here and um, are raising a ton of money. Um, uh, so Democrats face these really stiff wet headwinds in the election, and um, CLF the is our next item, and I'll just combine it with this: the Congressional Leadership Fund has raised forty three point. Five million in the second quarter, and has, House Republicans. Just to be clear, yeah, CLF, the House Republican Super PAC, blessed by Kevin McCarthy, has hundred and thirty point four million dollars in the bank. Combine that with AAN, the American Action Network, the nonprofit that is linked to uh, linked to CLF, they've got two hundred and twenty six million dollars. That's almost a quarter billion dollars in the bank to support House Republicans in twenty twenty two. Uh, just a just a stupid amount of money um, in, in this election cycle, and 
Um, that's all I got. That's just a lot of dough. All right. With that, I just want to flag for folks, if you are a premium member, that means you're not just getting our free morning newsletter, but you get our midday and our PM. We also do a lot of community events. We are having our announcing, rather, our July Brown Bag Lunch conversation on Thursday, July 21st at 12 p.m. These are kind of fun. It's myself, Jake, Brez, and Heather. We have a virtual conversation with and exclusively for our premium community where we talk about what's happening in Washington and answer your questions live. You can sign up to be a premium member at punchbowl.news. Also, if you like the podcast, we appreciate you listening. Leave us a rating and review. It's the best way for folks to find out about us. You can also subscribe to our free morning newsletter at punchbowl.news. Have a great day and stay safe.